welcome to the Plan Simple Meals podcast. I am your host, Mia Moran. Moms have the power to change the future, one meal at a time. The Plan Simple Meals podcast is for busy moms who want to create a healthier, happier home. Listen in for informative conversations and valuable strategies to make meals healthy, meaningful, and fun. Let's do this. Hello, welcome to this episode of the Plan Simple Meals podcast. I'm really excited today. I am this work-life balance series has just been so amazing to deliver to you guys. And today's guest is just no less wondrous. Her name is Monica Froze, and I'm going to get into exactly who she is in a minute. But first, I just have a couple of announcements and just one little warning slash caveat. But as I've mentioned throughout this series, when I do the interviews, I actually batch them usually in a day so that I spend that uh, day full of the energy of connecting with people and having interviews. And then as the process goes, I record these intros as we get closer to the day of launch. And today I am sitting in a room. I'm on one side at my desk and my eight-year-old is on the other side writing some cursive. And this is work and life. And so if we hear any pitter-pattering, that might be why, but she has promised to be quiet. So announcements. Today, it's Tuesday. It is the day of the drawing. So if you're listening to this today, when this comes out and you might have a couple more hours to go enter yourself in the giveaway at plansimplemeals.com slash win. Again, I just wanted to put together a package of amazing items that will really help your back to school time be healthier and happier. Most of the things are geared toward mom and self-care. It's over a thousand dollars worth of goodies, 16 in total. That includes everything from an outfit for you to some amazing e-courses to my favorite lunch boxes and the containers that go in the lunch box, which are easy lunch boxes. So Anyone listening can get those. They're super reasonable. They literally make lunch so easy to pack. And I find that when I pack in that system, the lunches are way more likely to be eaten. So the only time that I don't is sometimes when I need something that has maybe a few more little containers or something that needs to stay warm. And it's funny, but just when it, my kids are even getting older, it's not like they're that little, but when there's lots of little things to open, it's just less gets eaten. So love that system, everything about it. And that is part of the giveaway. So go sign up, plansimplemeals.com slash join. And we will be announcing the winner later tonight. And so the more friends you share it with, the more chances you have. So if you've already entered but and you just haven't shared it, maybe do that this afternoon. Tell your friends it's about to end. And then let's all cheer on for that winner when we announce it later tonight. We'll be announcing it on the Plan Simple Meals Facebook page. I'll be sending out an email to my list. I'll be contacting the person individually so they know. So let's let's cheer for them and yeah super excited all right so that's happening then it's like two big days in a row then tomorrow evening 
we are going to press go on the flow planner, which has been such a long time coming, although all of a sudden I'm feeling like there's thousands of things that need to get done for it to happen. And so that's happening tomorrow night at eight. I'm telling you guys this every day so that we I show up and make it happen. It's funny, but as part of my sort of work-life balance, I fully admit I'm an introvert. And at this stage in the game, I want everyone to have it, but I just want to go into hiding. I'm not, people think I'm like an extrovert and always talking and yada yada just because I found something I'm passionate about, but that is not my MO. Like I would rather be hiding under a bed right now, but it's coming out and I could use your help spreading the word so I don't have to feel like I should be hiding under my bed. And yeah, I can't wait. And you will get an announcement right when that goes live at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Wednesday the 20th. I know it is Rosh Hashanah for anyone who celebrates that. But I'm actually, at first I was like, damn, why didn't I think of that? But it's so appropriate because it's New Year's, a, a planner. Like it just feels like it goes together a new year. Um, a lot of times we think about a new year in January when the the calendar switches over, but I've actually always loved starting anew at some point in September. I always thought it was like September 1st, but it takes me a minute to get into the rhythm of fall, and my kids actually have only been in school for a week. We've had such a crazy time in the U.S. with these two hurricanes and people being displaced. It's just, it feels, it actually feels really crazy to be launching something right now, but I feel like there's no better time than crazy to really take control of our lives and our health um, because that's what we got, you know, when our homes get taken away from us, when we have to move suddenly, when life doesn't seem to be going quite as planned, no matter what we have, what, whether we have a job or a house, those things can sort of come and go, but our health, that's ours. And so I'm hoping that this, this tool I've got um, and that I'm putting out in the world tomorrow will be really useful. For that purpose. So again, go to theflowplanner.com, sign up. If you're already on my list, don't sign up. You can just read about it and you'll get that announcement when it goes live and just tune in when it goes live. Wednesday <coughs> sorry you guys, I got a frog in my throat. Wednesday evening would be best um, because I think that they're going to go away, but basically we have a certain number that are going to be at a er super early bird price, super low, close to costs, and I just want as many families to have these beautiful planners as possible. It's, it's like a, a paper product you're going to love, and it brings a lot of my systems that I teach for hundreds of dollars. It brings it to you for like in the 20s of dollars, you know, under $30. So, Yeah. You're going to jump on, right? And you're going to tell your friends because the truth is, is that I know I have this great thing and I'm super confident about it and I love it. But remember that part of me that wants to go hide under the bed? That's really real. And as it gets closer, it's getting more and more real. And I could really use your help in spreading the word. 
really use your help in spreading the word. So as you see things come into your inbox, share it with 10 friends. If you see things on social media, share it. Send a few emails about this podcast if that's the best way in. If you go to the Plan Simple Meals Dot com website. There's so many free things that I've created for you guys. Share those with a friend, whatever it takes. But I'm just trying in the next week or so to get this planner in as many families as I possibly can because I really believe it'll make a big difference. All right, you guys, that was a lot of on my pedestal talking. I feel like now I'm really ready to go hide, but I'm not going to go hide because I need to introduce you to Monica Froze, who is just an amazing lady, amazingly organized lady. I seem to love organized people. So Monica is a mom to a four-year-old with another child on the way. She left corporate to create a life that worked better for her and her family. She runs her own business teaching mom entrepreneurs how to ditch their nine to five careers and start thriving online businesses while balancing work and family at the same time. See why she's my gal? Monica says, I don't believe that women have to choose between their careers and family. You can have anything you set your mind to. So yeah, don't you want to get into her mind, I know I did. So and when I said I love organized people, it's not because I'm organized. I create planners and stuff because I'm not naturally organized and I need that as a tool to help me be more organized. And when I meet someone like Monica, who you'll hear in the episode, loves Excel spreadsheets and uses them for things you wouldn't even imagine, it's just super inspiring. I think I go into awe. So without further ado, let's meet Monica. I am so excited, as I hope you are, after that brief intro to her. Welcome, Monica. Thanks for having me, Mia. Um, You are welcome. So I'm really excited to dive deep in with you because I have to admit that I got into this whole food planning thing because I think I've always loved the idea of being organized, but I'm not sure that I'm organized by nature. And your you, I think the first time I ever encountered you was around a spreadsheet, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh my god, this <laughs> girl likes that. spreadsheets, and she's cool." <laughs> uh, I think I think I know what you're talking about. It was my funnel spreadsheet, and you're like, yeah. "You have a spreadsheet for your funnels?" <laughs> oh my gosh, I was just like, "Wow!" But and then I saw that you had all these other spreadsheets for like things that had nothing to even do. Well, I guess they all have something to do with business. But I was like, "Oh my gosh, I love how organized this girl is." <laughs> So let's go back a little bit before we dive into spreadsheets, okay. though. So tell us a little bit about you. You're a mom. I am a mom. So I have a four-year-old daughter. Okay. And I'm also pregnant. Oh, so my that... gosh. That's so exciting. <laughs> so when this airs, it will be public knowledge, as I told you earlier. Yeah. Sorry, yeah all recording, but I am I'm pregnant. And then I live, so I live in Buffalo with my husband and my daughter. Mm-hmm. And I am a recovering corporate person. I, mm-hmm. I was in, I don't know how else to say that because it, it is really hard to break uh, away from corporate and sort of like shift your mindset away from, I actually keep very close to corporate hours just because I'm so conditioned for it. But I worked yep. at a corporate technology uh, Fortune 100 place for 10 years, really a little bit over 10 years from 20 to 31. I kind of say I fell into my career and then uh, after I had my daughter, I struggled for a while. I had postpartum PTSD and uh, 
that's why I feel like I'm recovering. So were you at your court after you had her, you were still going to work every day? I was my whole, uh, my whole platform. Actually, I, I knew what a blog was before having my daughter. I found couponing blogs like crazy when that was big. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I didn't really, and I, I grew up in tech, so I understand tech, but the whole blogging world, when I, when I was like, one day I woke up and said, I'm going to have a blog where I'm going to talk about how crappy the policies are in this country for working moms in Mm. the United States. Uh, I just felt like I, I, having my daughter really threw me off my game. Like I was so career oriented. I had places to be (laughs) and go. I knew what I wanted for my career. And then I had her and I went back from maternity leave and I felt like no one prepared me for what it was going to be like. And the hard part for me was I would look around and I'd see all these other working moms who seemed to have their stuff together. And I think, what is wrong with me? Like, I only have one kid. They've got three. Mm. And I don't feel like I can function at the level I was functioning before having her. And that made me feel deficient in yeah. a lot of ways. Yeah, no one tells you about that, like, brain fog, especially in that first year. It's like you cannot Brutal. think clearly. And then there's this other side that, like, I feel like a mom can get more done in a day, you know, than most people can get done in a week. But it sort of goes between those two. So it's like this weird, I don't know, juggle between the two. I was penalized for being a working mom. And that was kind of the changing tides for me because uh, I actually was told I was getting overlooked for a promotion because Mm. I um, did not network enough in the, basically in our little cubicle area what would happen is I'd come in and I'd sit down and I'd start doing my work because I had a definitive time that I had to go get my daughter. And I worked with a bunch of women who didn't have kids either, you know, they chose not to have kids and they were a little bit older or some had just gotten married and they weren't ready for kids. But I was the only one in my, in my area that had uh, a kid and they would chat for two hours in the morning and drink their coffee. And then they would they would always complain, oh, we have to stay late. Well, it's because you didn't work for the first two hours of yes, your day. Yes, And we have to be, as a working mom, I feel like working moms are highly efficient people. Because you have, I always said to my husband, and I'm still like this, I, I'm very conditioned. I'm two months ahead of everything. I'm two months out from getting everything for her birthday party, for having my Christmas gifts wrapped. Because otherwise, it's too overwhelming when things are constantly looming over your head as in, you know, impending deadlines the next day. Yeah, it's interesting, because I actually started my design company before I had kids, like barely, but you know, a year before (laughs) I had my first child. Um, But I definitely like I had my laptop in the hospital. So I wasn't like no one had told me either, you know, (laughs) I was like, I can just keep doing this. But then there was like a deadline. He was two weeks early and or three weeks early even. And you know, I hadn't prepared for that one at all, or the brain fog. But the thing I did find is that I very quickly started working four days a week instead of five days a week, because I was my own boss. And I was just so shocked at, like, how much I still could get done. Like, like I don't think it was any different than the five days. And I was like, gosh, what did I do in that whole day's worth of time for all those years? <laughs> I think, so someone told me this about seven or eight months ago, and I scoffed at it, probably because I knew it was true and didn't really want to admit it. But because I keep very close to regular corporate hours in my work life now, Mm -hmm. uh, I was, I can't remember who said it, but they said the amount of time that you allot to an activity, you will fill the time whether the activity needs it or not. 
So if I'm like, I, I think I had come in it, I was doing my 90 day plan and I allotted six hours for it. Cause I'm like, well, there's so much prep that has to go into it. And you have to think of all the things that you did do and you didn't do. And now what are your priorities? And like, there's this whole system to it for me. So I'm like, of course I need six hours. And the person said to me, well, I do mine in an hour and a half. And I, I come to the conclusion that you do every time all the same stuff. And, and I was like, how do you do it an hour and a half? She goes, cause that's all the time I allow myself to have to do it. So you mm. make sure it gets done. Interesting. Yeah, that's, I, I, I definitely find that true. And I, there's so many things that we can get stuck in that we don't even realize that we're stuck in, mm-hmm. um, like email and social yeah. media. Yeah. <laughs> it's Email's crazy. the worst. I know. So, okay. So, so you left your corporate job and I you did. started this blog, you started this thing and you, you did both for a while. Is that true? Even though you had I a did. small child. Okay. So how did you make all that fit together? Well, that didn't fit very well. <laughs> I, I'm not going to lie there. I actually, I was very, very set on my blog being a hobby that was um, not something that was going to add additional stress into my life because I had plenty of that. Because yep. when I went back to corporate too, I my career was at that impasse where I had just turned the corner of starting to travel a lot, which really set off that I could not handle. The traveling, like it was March of 2015 and that month I was gone from bedtime because I always equate it like putting her to bed with seeing her like that's you know if I if I miss bedtime I basically missed any time with her right and 18 nights in March of 2015 I was away from home whether that be a local event that I had to be at or literally on a plane and in a hotel room but I I had at that point that's when I started getting really vocal about this is not gonna work for me I I can't be gone 18 nights in a month from my two-year-old daughter like that's right. that's unacceptable for me I mean it for me it just wasn't gonna work yep. and right it was funny the way things happened because that was March 2015 and then literally a couple weeks after I, I sort of threw a fit about the amount of time I was gone um, the White House reached out to me they had found my blog which wasn't even very active at this point because like I did like I said I didn't want it to be a stressor in my life so I only post it when I had something that I wanted to say or felt mm-hmm. like it was a, a big issue to address. Mm-hmm. And so they found me and they wanted to invite me to a, they were doing a working family summit and they wanted me to come in and speak about my experience, except where, where my mind shift happened was not only did they want me to talk about my experience as a working mom in corporate, they viewed me as the media because I had a blog. And that to me was really like a mind twist. Like, wait a minute. They gave me a media pass and everything. So it was really weird to me. And then I thought, well, if, I mean, the highest people in the land can find my blog and I don't actively blog, maybe there's something here that I could right. do. And that's when my wheels really started turning that I wanted to somehow quit corporate. But at that point, it definitely seemed really, really impossible because... Yeah we relied on my income and it's all I ever knew. That's, it seemed mystical how to make money online. (laughs) Yeah. And and I, I love that. And I can't wait to dive into how you actually came home too. Um, And this is coming from someone who like lasted in corporate for all of like three years. And oddly enough, my design business served corporate, you know, so, so I definitely Mm -hmm. have always kept sort of more corporate hours until more recently. Um, But 
What's so interesting to me is that we forget to ask for what we need when we're in a time I think that we probably need the most in that time right after having, well, really just like being moms. Like I know that right now as you're recording this, your neighbor is with your daughter because your husband's traveling. And (laughs) I just feel like we need, we need a tribe, whether we're in the workplace or at home or no matter where we are, like we cannot, it's so weird how we do this right now. You know, it's not normal. Um, And so just the fact that like, you know, the White House is thinking about this and it's an issue and, you know, we have to start being able to speak up for what we need. And sometimes we feel like we can't. It's just, you know, crazy. Well, and I'm conditioned to not ask for favors. It actually drives my husband nuts because I will never ask for help. Yep. Um, And because I'm so, I, 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 it has to be because I spent so many years in a cubicle. I cannot focus when there's a, when children are around the mm. every five second interruption of mommy, 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 can I sit on your lap? Can I hug you? Can I do this? Can you change the channel? Can you turn it up? I can't handle it because I went to work, sat in a cubicle and that was my work time. I got to focus. I yep. mean, people would interrupt me, but not like a four year old does. Right. And so it's really hard for me to do anything when she's around. It's pretty much, I'm very segregated in that. Like I've dedicated work time and then dedicated mom time because the when the two cross I feel like I'm not being fair to her well and it's interesting because I think that's one of the biggest uh, misconceptions and I think so many so much data is coming out about it right now but you know moms get this reputation as being like the ultimate multitaskers and it's true we are because we have to be so you know we'll do things with a child on our hip right like whatever it Mm -hmm. takes But that doesn't mean that we're being as efficient as we can. You know what I mean? And so like right now, as we're recording this, I actually left my kids on vacation for two days with my spouse (laughs) and drove home so I could be alone for two days to just get this like like bulk of creative work done that I just needed like time. And there's some things I can do with them at this point running around because they're not four anymore. But um but there's other stuff that, you know, we just need space for and we sort of have to make it. Yeah. Well, and especially when you're doing an interview, if she was mommy, 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 this would be really hard. It'd be hard for me to focus on the questions you were asking me. Yep. And then I, you know, I can't really like yell at her <laughs> while we're, while we're talking. So it's just, it doesn't, I'm very, I'm, I've always been probably hyper conservative with time protecting. I, I guess that's what I would call it. I time protect in some ways it drives my hub, my husband bonkers mm-hmm. because I always overestimate how long something will take me. Well, like I said, with the six hour planning, that's mm-hmm. like, I do mine in an hour and a half. It's because I'm so protective of having enough time because I spent all my years in corporate while well, my working mom years in corporate being so frazzled and constantly against the clock that I just don't want to feel like that anymore. Yep. Okay, so I have talked to you before, so I know this. So let's talk about this (laughs) on the podcast. So I think just as much as you protect your time for work, you're also protecting your time for motherhood and some self-care. Is that true? Yes. So will you talk a little about how you do that, like what that looks like? So I had to – okay, so – it started when I, when I came home full time, it was August of 2016. And, uh, we, my husband and I, at first, I think he thought I was going to be more like a part-time business owner and, a, and, and have our daughter home more. Now I had to make him understand that she is home so much more than when I was in corporate because 
when I was in corporate, she was one of the last kids picked up from preschool. Uh, we had to get her by six and we were like strolling in it. We worked till five 30 and then we were lucky if we got traffic and we got her. So now I always say like, I get her by three every day, at least mm-hmm. three, sometimes earlier than that. When she goes to kindergarten next year, it'll be two forty-five. So I, I had to like work him into like, she is home actually several hours more. Mm-hmm. So I already knew that my working time was going to be from her drop off time to, uh, I, I block my calendar after two 30, mm-hmm. uh, and I condensed my work time into that. What, what I didn't think about when I came to work from home was how much less I would be moving my body, mm-hmm. which extremely less. Uh, and I was not, doing any sort of workouts or really we were, I was, I felt like, uh, I would scarf whatever I could in the kitchen because like, this is my working time. I got to do all the work right now. Cause I have to go get her. Yep. Um, so by, I would say February of this year, my left hip started bothering me and I'm 32 years old. I'm like, this is ridiculous. I can't like my hip is already bothering me. This is not a good sign. <laughs> not good. And I had gotten, I had lost a bunch of weight before I had my daughter and I had gained it all back. And I'm like, Oh, now I just feel miserable again. So I decided, and I already knew, and part of me thought, well, I'll schedule the workouts for that remaining time that she could be in preschool. But I knew my husband wasn't going to like that. And I knew that really wasn't fair to her either, Mm -hmm. uh, to take more time away from her. Cause that was the whole point of not being in corporate anymore. Right. So I carved out, I found a program. It's a high intensity intervals and it's at this place locally that's called the transformation center. And they basically specialize on, they run these challenges, like six week challenges, lose 20 pounds in six weeks. And they have very strict guidelines for participating. Like you have to have a certain amount of body fat to lose. Like they're, they're very healthy about it. They give you a, a, a meal plan, which I did stick to for the first six weeks, but now it's it was <laughs> a little too ridiculous for me. Uh, but what I'm a routine person, if you guys couldn't tell yet, I'm very, very routine oriented. So the fact that I could, there's an app and you can book your appointments. And I, so I have a set schedule that if my husband's driving in the morning, I go to the 8am workout. If for some reason, like he has a call and he can't drive the morning, then I do the 915 workout and I have designated days I do it. And so I know like my f- calls that I do for work can't start, like I figure it's 9.15, you get home at 10.15, okay, I have to then eat my breakfast and then I can't shower. I shower and then I'm not out of the shower with hair dry until, you know, 11, so I don't start calls till 11.30. And that actually really condensed my work time and I was really worried about it. Mm-hmm. But this is where <laughs> that that little thing that I was told about uh, how much time you allot to something, that's how long the task will take you. That's exactly what's happened to my business. I don't feel like I do any less than I was doing. I just do it more efficiently. Yeah. And I feel like exercise and food are so powerful in our productivity, which we just, we're not really taught. So we don't even realize until we experience it. But like, I feel like if I work out in the morning, I, I think different, like I can do things differently. Like I move through my day differently. And I notice that if I'm not for a week, for whatever reason, um, definitely happens to all of us, <laughs> then, you know, I can find myself at the end of the week. I'm like, what, what am I doing? Like, why am I still sitting here staring at this computer? Like I'm not doing, I'm not accomplishing what I thought I set out to accomplish. Yes, that is absolutely true. I cannot even 
tell you how much better I feel just because I incorporated the workouts. And honestly, they're not even, they're, they're brutal when I'm doing it, but there's something for whatever reason, I just go into a zone when I'm there. And I think it's because I'm really good knowing if I know the start and end that I'm, that I'm good. If I go to the gym on my own, it's like, Oh, well, I could get on the treadmill or maybe I'll do some legs today. I don't push myself. I drag out the time. Then I feel like I didn't accomplish anything. Plus I didn't get work done. So this is just keeps me highly regimented. And that's how I, I function best when I'm regimented. So, and have you always been a routine person or a regiment person? Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah I, this I'm is like gonna, something you're born with. I don't, you know, I think my personality certainly seems to lend itself to that. And I also was raised in Catholic schools. Okay. And I think that also contributed to it. We, uh, it, I feel like my whole life has been living by a set of rules. Now I'm also really rebellious too, in a lot of ways. Like okay. I don't, uh, as an adult, that is like, I don't, my, I drive my poor husband nuts. Cause he'll say, <laughs> he'll say something. I'll be like, you don't control me. <laughs> I don't yeah. have to do that. So I'm rebellious too. But when it comes to time, like I'm very, 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 uh, otherwise I feel like my, I, I can very quickly feel like my life is spinning out of control. Like I've already realized when I try, I travel quite a bit, for mm-hmm. someone who hates flying, I travel quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And I have to give myself at least a day of nothing on the calendar when I get home. Otherwise, I lose I lose it because I feel all the stuff that didn't get done when we were gone, the mail has to be sorted and the laundry has to be done. And I can't handle going right into my normal routine without that buffer day. Ooh, that's such a good tip. I love that. I love that tip. It's funny. We're just going through right now a calendar cleanse over in my world. And the fact that we don't, I talk a lot about not leaving enough time in a day to ramp up and ramp down, which you alluded to, too, with the like coming home from the gym. Like, I feel like so often we'll put into our day, like gym nine to 10. And then you know, some work tasks, 10 to 11. Well, like if you're at the gym until 10, like you're not sitting and doing the work task at 10. Like we forget those like ramping up and ramping down. But I love the idea of a whole day of it, you know, like because it really does take some time to come in and out of different things that we do in our life. And we so rarely a lot time for that. Now that and that that's where my husband and I, we diverge. He he was raised in a very community-oriented way, so they, they were very involved in church. My father-in-law is a, a pastor, so mm-hmm. they are very community-based, so his life was hyper-scheduled back-to-back, back-to-back, and that's what he was used to, and it's like not that I'm not scheduled back-to-back, but he never allotted extra time between activities mm-hmm. ever, and I'm like, well, now you have a wife and a family and you can't go to point A to point B as fast as you used to. And it was just yourself that you had to pick up and bring. And, <laughs> you know, and, and that was hard because he, we actually, I mean, we've battled over our calendar for our entire marriage. It's like some people have finances and we battle about the calendar because he would have my days just completely from sunup to sundown. And I, I literally put no plan Saturdays on the calendar, like big, bold on our Google calendar that we shared. No plans explanation point explanation points so interesting uh, i love that that's a awesome tip because i actually so so i find and I, it's interesting that there's sort of two sides to that because that was something we did actually with when my three kids were little 
Um, I think I'm probably more like your husband by nature. And my husband was like nothing on the weekends. He's like, I work all week and on the weekends, like I cannot be shuffling around to soccer and classes. Like he's like, and I want to be able to travel and I don't want to be stuck in those things. So for a very long time, like now we have a, one of mine is a teenager, but like for a very long time, we said no to anything that happened on the weekends, like in a repeated manner, you know, like we would say mm -hmm. yes to like a birthday party or whatever, but like no to those repeated things. And I never quite, I don't know, I couldn't quite put a handle on it, but it made yeah. a big difference. Like it actually made such a difference to our family life. Um, and it actually was what made space for the food part. Because otherwise, we probably would have been at like museums and hikes and like wherever else like we thought we'd fill our days with. And we wouldn't have had that time and space to go shopping and meal prep and all that kind of stuff that became a really important part of our family. So that's actually a really good point about the meal prep, because it's the one thing I didn't say, like, when do I plan? Because mm -hmm. my days are pretty booked. Mm -hmm. We, um, one of the, because he wants his, his days booked and he, he, with our daughter, he's like, what about ballet? What about gymnastics? All mm -hmm. those reoccurring activities. And he's like, why don't you want her to do any of this? And the, I, I was like, I, it's not that I don't, it's just that I want a day of my life. That's not hyper scheduled. Yeah. So he enrolled her in gymnastics, which she loves. So that's great. But I said to him, I, and I was like this when I was in corporate, a big proponent of we're two able-bodied adults. So like on our lunch break, most of the time we would go two separate paths. He went to run that errand. I went to, cause it's maximizing your time. Two of mm -hmm. us can do. So he had this grand idea that we were both going to take her to gymnastics and we were going to get coffee. And I was like, what? I'm going grocery shopping. Like, <laughs> I'm going to go by myself to the store, get our list. Because otherwise I said, play this out. We get up in the morning, we have breakfast. We both go to gymnastics. By the time we get home, then you guys just get to chill. And I got to turn them back around, go to the grocery store, get the food, bring it home, prep. Then it's dinner time. And guess what? You just wasted my whole Saturday doing nothing but chores again. Yeah. So that's what we do. I go grocery shopping when he's at gymnastics and then really our, what we have to get done or what, you know, is scheduled is done by like 1 PM. And then you on get Saturday. your day. Yes. And that makes me so much happier. I love that. I love that. And I, it's, I think it's important that you, it's so cool that you know that because it's true. People do argue a lot about money and oddly enough, food. Um, you know, we all, these are things that are so deeply ingrained in us, but I think time is a big one that we just don't always talk about because we don't really know what we're supposed to, but it's like, it's mm -hmm. a source of misalignment a lot of times. Oh yeah. Especially um, in today's world with all the demands on us, like, and that's, and the technology has, it's, I feel like we're just bombarded all the time with things that we could be doing in FOMO. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yes. I, so, okay. So I love all of that. So Okay, so now let's go back to those spreadsheets. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so when you're talking about your calendar and when you're talking about being organized, do you keep all that in your head? Or <laughs> Okay, so let's talk about that a little bit. I had a feeling you didn't, and that's definitely I think something. Be before having a family, I was much better with keeping stuff in my head. But yeah. no, we, we, in my business and in home life, I swear and live by the Google calendar. Yes. Uh, that's like the number one that keeps us. And he's, my husband's now conditioned to, before he asked me, can we do X? He checks the calendar first. Yeah. <laughs> Cause that's my first question. Did you check the calendar? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. so we live and swear by that. And then I, 
I am a big spreadsheet junkie, but for certain things I've recently within the last like six months, uh, adopted a lot of, uh, my business stuff into Trello, mm-hmm. which is a project management software. But well, I don't even know if that's what you call it. It's like, it's very visual and I'm a visual person. That's why I like Google calendar so much. Cause I can pull it up and everything's color coded what I have to do. And, um, Trello is like that, but I use Trello mainly, I would say for project management. So like if I'm launching a course, everything I need to do is in there, but I use spreadsheets. Like I have packing spreadsheets, uh, <laughs> based on the type of vacations. I have a work pack trip, a work packing. I have a Disney, I have a beach. I have Oh my God. I love that. For all and what's that. on them? Oh, I've divided out by dad, mom, Lydia, that's my daughter. And then like stuff we need on the plane, stuff we'll take to the park. So basically like every, anything I can simplify, like I'd wake up in the morning, we go to Disney a lot. We have a Disney timeshare because I was a Disney kid growing up. So just Got it. stuck to adulthood. So we'll go and I'll wake up in the morning before going to the park. And I'll be like, what do we need to bring to the park? And like, what do I have to remember? I'll literally just pull up my spreadsheet on my phone on Google Sheets and it'll say, right, okay, I need the raincoats and the sunscreen and the fan. <laughs> and it just is like, it's, it makes it like, I don't have to retain the information because it's, I like things that are like repeatable that I yep. can, so I don't have to constantly, uh, like, what did I bring last time? What did I pack last time? So I do that for like house. We do all of our, uh, we have like a shared spreadsheet for our finances. So I manage the finances, but he has no excuse to not know what's going on because we have a shared sheet and he knows mm-hmm. how to use it. And then for my business, I use it for, well, geez, like everything. <laughs> um, I, I have like a master business one that has like finances, passwords, uh, you know, all the accounts I have, all the social media handles I have and how to get into them. And, uh, basically anything that's a process I have in a spreadsheet. Yep. I love that. And I, I think it's at the beginning, we were both kind of chuckling, but it's so important. And I feel like if you talk to any, really successful people who we all look up to and admire, you know, from movie stars to, you know, the presidents of Apple, you know, like whatever, like all the companies that we use and love. And so many people talk about like streamlining things like that, you know, to the thing, like we've seen so many people in recent years who wear a uniform every day. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, I just feel like there's so many things that we reinvent every time that if you go on a trip somewhere, like why wouldn't you just, do the same thing and to, to have that in our head takes all this space away from our work or our parenting. Cause we're like thinking that those thoughts at the same time, instead of being present with our kids or our spouse or whatever task we're doing in our job. Exactly. And I'm also a big fan of uh, like, okay, so if I'm going to go on a trip and I think, Oh, I have to remember to bring this or, Oh, Oh, I have to remember to pull this from this place and put it there. I actually have, like baskets that I use. So Mm -hmm. I'll have like a Christmas basket. I'll be like, these are all the Christmas presents that I'm buying. So they're all like aggregated into one place. Mm. Um, And like the mail goes all in one place. And so that way, at least it might not be at all organized yet, but I don't have to go hunt around the house for where are all these Christmas gifts I bought or, oh, like where did I put her sunscreen up to last trip and her sunglasses and her sun hats and her swimsuit? Where is all that? I just keep everything together. Yeah, I love that. And it's funny, I was just listening to an um, interview by a a personal organizer, a home organizer, whatever you call it. And she was saying that like, there's so 
there's so many people who think that organizing is going to like the container store and getting all these pretty baskets, <laughs> but it really has nothing to do with that. It has to do with like knowing the place where everything actually goes, because then you don't have to like, you know, spend a frustrating, like I, I know I'm like, my thing is the keys. Like I always freaking lose the keys. You um, are like my husband. Yes, I know, right? So so my husband made a place. He made like a dish and he's yeah. like, whenever you come in, you put the keys in this dish. And I was so like resistant to that for so long. I was like, what do you mean I put them in the dish? Like, yeah. But then like, lo and behold, like I, I still don't get it right every time I have to admit, especially like when I'm in a busy, overwhelmed state of mind, but um, which, you know, happens less and less as I get more and more organized, but there are definitely days. But when I put them in the dish, it's like, oh, like, I don't have to worry. Like, I know that if it takes 10 minutes to get somewhere, it really takes 10 minutes because I don't have to spend 10 minutes looking for the keys, <laughs> yes. which was yes. part of my life at one point. That we, um, I, when he has something that he needs to know, we just bought a new TV. It's a great example. We don't have the cable box yet. And so he's mm -hmm. like, this manual, I need this when we get the cable box. Otherwise, I won't be able to hook it up. He goes, but I'm giving it to you because I won't know where it is. Wherever I put it, I'll never find it again. But if I give it to you, I know when I ask you in a week, you're going to be like, it's over there on the right side in that folder. Yeah. Well, and I've heard, I love the box idea and just having that, like both of those, the mailbox and the present box. And I've heard just like the out box of a house, just having a box that like, you know, when you know that there's like a paper that needs to go back to school for the kids or a dish you need to return to a friend, you just always put it in that box. So That's as you're one. going out of the house, you're always checking on the things that need to go out of the house because otherwise we just kind of forget about those types of things. Yeah, that's you know, a good. I I don't have that. I, I feel like I have a box to implement now. <laughs> so a little bit back to the spreadsheet of finances. Actually, can we dig a little deeper there? Sure. Do you have any? Do you do anything specifically with your food and meal planning? Either actually around the planning or the finances of it. Um, not in the budget spreadsheet. Okay. Um, we. So what we, the only, the closest thing to that, what we do tend to, we're not really sh sale shoppers. Um, mm -hmm. I, we sort of decided something had to, had to give. And so one of the things we decided that was going to give was we weren't going to be hyper vigilant about shopping sales for food because that just was like one more task that we had yep. to. So I actually, uh, have a, I shop at one of the most expensive grocery, grocery stores in the area. Mm -hmm. And, but because they track my purchases week over week, it makes making my list. Cause I can just go through what I already bought and I'm like, Oh yeah, we need this. We need this. And I can make a list in five minutes. Ooh, I like um, that. Yeah. So, but it also tallies what it's going to cost. So what I do is I make my list in the app before I go to the grocery store. Mm -hmm. And then I trans, we have a spending checking account because it was like way out of control to have bills and all of our spending coming from the same place. Mm -hmm. So I move money from the checking, the main checking down into the spending checking based on what I total in my app before I go mm -hmm. to the grocery store. And mm -hmm. that's how we keep ourselves in check with what we spend. So I if, I have, if it's going to be $300 on the app, it's sort of like, okay, well, it might be a little ridiculous for us right. for a week. So what are we cutting out here? So what goes into that spending account besides food? Um, pretty much everything. Well, we have a set amount that goes from my husband's a check every Every time he gets paid, a set amount goes in there. And we, we used to be really, really bad overspenders. It was just out of control. And we got to the point where it was like, this is too stressful to mm -hmm. be spending more than we're making. Mm -hmm. So 
now the money goes in and we are both conditioned if we want to make a purchase to look at the account. And if there's no money, that's not happening. It's really that simple. I love that. I love that. And I, and I, I, yeah, I love that. And I feel like writing a list for shopping is just so important because there's so much that that's such a place that we can overspend and then blame it on food when it's really has nothing to do with that. It has to do with the fact that like a toddler's having a tantrum about a cereal they want, which wasn't on our list. Or like we see some cool something on the way out or whatever. You know what I mean? Like a lot of times it's just that it's not on our list. If it's on the list, it doesn't exist. That's what I say all the time. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. That's a good one. I'm going to quote you on that one. That's a, And I don't take them grocery shopping with me because my husband is just as bad as my daughter when it comes to shelf shopping. Yes. Um, and, and I think that's an amazing practice. And a couple guests on the podcast have talked about that. One's actually with older kids who throughout the years um, – did not bring their kids shopping. And I I love that strategy. And I know that bringing kids to look at fruits and veggies can really help them be good eaters. (laughs) But if we're not, you know, I feel like we sort of have to balance that because I feel like moms need time too. And if that is something that can become like a nurturing practice, then why wouldn't you go by yourself to the grocery? That's when I established it when actually that was like the only solitude I had in my life when I was in corporate was literally going to the grocery store. So I established the pattern very early that I'm going alone. I don't want people with me. Yes, yes. And my mother-in-law watches my daughter a couple days a week and is really, really into gardening, which I could – I gardening is not my thing. Like we don't have a single flower in our landscaping. Um, But she's into gardening and like vegetables and going – they go to the farm and – uh, they my, like my daughter goes and picks like organic chicken eggs with her, so I she gets that. that exposure, and they actually like doing that. That's fun for them, and for me, that's not fun. That is where it takes a tribe, right? Like it takes yeah. a village to raise these kids. I love, and that's so cool because we actually we have the same. My mother in law is it's, it serves that same purpose in our household. <laughs> and, and yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, it's nice when you have someone that can do the stuff that you don't, that exactly. you know kids should have exposure to, but you don't want to be the one exactly. to give them And exposure. just to let you know, my kids are now 8, 11, and 13, and so now she's made a vegetable garden for us here. So you never know. Maybe you'll have flowers and vegetables someday that she she's maintains. Tried. She, she Oh, yeah, she'd have to maintain. She's she's said she's very sweet and she was like, we can I can come over and plant a garden with you guys and I'm like that's such a nice offer I don't want to keep it up <laughs> um all right so I don't want to keep you so too much longer I feel like there's been so many great nuggets throughout this um that I hope everyone is taking note of so tell us a little bit about how one can get a hold of you and and why you would do that for sure. So I have a website, obviously, which is <laughs> redefiningmom.com. And things that we talked about that would probably be of interest. Uh, I do have a lot of spreadsheets that you can either download for free for mainly the spreadsheets that I have are for business. But I actually do have if you go to my website and under the products tab there, I have a uh, easy budget uh, and financial planning spreadsheet for families. And it's literally the exact spreadsheet that my husband and I use to manage our finances and so that we're both on the same page with what's going on. Uh, I love that. Yes. And it actually, 
my blog is not about finances whatsoever. And that page is my sales page for that is the highest traffic sales page or highest traffic page of my website, because apparently this is a a hot topic for people. Yeah, Uh, I think budget and food are two really and time are hot topics because they're just so ingrained in us that when we come together, we have different many times have different viewpoints. And people are really interested to see how other people make things work. I feel yeah. like that's, um, that's I've, I've had people actually tell me that uh, they've taken my spreadsheet and, you know, made some really cool adjustments. I was like, I wish I had thought of that uh, <laughs> because it fit them better. But it was a good baseline for them to be like, oh, OK, like this is how you communicate. And, and it wasn't even meant to be a communication tool to like teach you how to communicate with your husband. But when people see oh yeah, I can share it with him and then he can see it and we don't have to fight about it. It's yeah, it's helpful. And, well, and, else... and that you have to keep looking at it. Like you mentioned that a few times throughout the episode. Like, I think that's important too, is it's we to all keep... have to, well, we all have to keep looking at the spreadsheet, at the purchase, at, at the, the calendar, calendar. Yeah. Um, so that we can, you know, stay in the know of, of everyone it's... in the household. <laughs> Yeah, it's not fair for one person to have to carry the burden for everyone. And that's, you know, my husband's not the type that he just wants to, he's very relaxed as compared to me. And uh, like I always said that I'm glad because it keeps me in check in a lot of ways because I'm super uptight. But then on the other hand, it's, I also like you need to take responsibility for what's going on as well, because the burden on one person to know everything and control everything, it's a lot. Yep. Yep. I love that. Okay. So keep going with how to get you. Oh, and then pretty much everywhere on social media, it's just at redefining mom, uh, except Pinterest to someone had my name. So it's redefine mom, but that's how you can find me everywhere. Awesome. I love that. Um, so we will have all that in the show notes so people can reach out and get some awesome spreadsheets. I'm actually going to go find, I feel like I've downloaded a bunch of your stuff, but I don't know that I have that finance one. And I love <laughs> that we've reversed roles because I definitely <laughs> feel like I'm talking more to my husband right now than myself, <laughs> which funny. I love. It's good. Um, all right. So the question that I end every podcast with is, will you tell us about a meal that had a big impact on you? either the food, the company, or some aha you had while at the table? Oh, mine's got to be by far um, a weight watcher. Let me say it again. A Weight Watchers chili that I found online on Pinterest, but I modified it okay. uh, to put in the vegetables that I actually liked versus what the vegetables that they had in it. Okay. And the thing that, well, first of all, it's really good. <laughs> and awesome. it's, uh, you know, it's healthy because I, I, you can put, uh, ground turkey in it or lean beef or whatever. And it's a bunch of it, veggies. I get all uh, no sodium. Like if I put uh, chopped tomatoes, it's all low sodium or no sodium, no salt at it. Um, and so but the big change for me was I hate cooking and I still do. I really hate cooking. I, I can't lie about that. But uh, when I realized I could make a huge batch of something like this chili that I like and I can eat every day. Now I make a huge batch and I could, I could honestly have it for lunch and dinner (laughs) and not mine. So it um, stopped us from spending a lot uh, eating out or ordering and taken because we were busy. Um, And it was just, yeah, it was just, it made me use the crock pot more too for other recipes. Oh, I love that. All right. Do you have that recipe somewhere? 
I actually do um, on my website. (laughs) If you search, because honestly, it's probably buried because it was um, a while ago. Yes, because I don't really blog about recipes or anything now, but it, yep. it it's on there. If you put in the search bar chili, it will come up. All right, so we'll we'll link to that in the show notes, and hopefully you shared what your favorite veggies are in it. I did the, on the podcast on the blog post. I love that, yeah. um, and it's so true that so often it's just about streamlining and doing it in advance. It's all about time, right? So mm-hmm. there there is and I'm the same way, even though yes, I did write a cookbook. I actually don't love the act of cooking. So just FYI. <laughs> but I don't funny. you don't have to love like I don't I love now being in the kitchen and I do love making food, but only because I figured out like that it got me off of three medications. Like only because mm. it makes me feel really good. Not because I at all enjoy like the concept or the, I don't know. You know what I so mean? So that's, like, work- that's the workout for me. That's, yeah. I don't, I don't enjoy the concept of working out, but I do enjoy the fact that my hip doesn't bother me and that I feel better. Right. And so then you make it work in your calendar, right? You fit it yeah. into your day and you're so realistic about that, which I think is the other important lesson of like how long that takes and what can get done otherwise in a day. So thank you so much for showing up and sharing all that with us. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, wasn't that amazing? Love Monica, love her sense of organization. Actually, when I first met her, we were in a mama mastermind together with Megan Flat, who's also been a guest on this podcast. Amazing, amazing woman. You should check out her work. She focuses on mama CEOs. And we met in that group and she had posted something about this spreadsheet she had made for home finances or something. She wanted us all to look at it. And when I saw this thing, I was like, wow, I I just literally can't believe anyone thinks like this. So I hope that you're as inspired as I am. And I have to admit, I've gone a little spreadsheet crazy since I met her. It's actually one of my favorite mediums now to think through details. I had tried a lot of pretty apps and all that kind of stuff, but I really, Monica really brought me over the threshold of loving Excel spreadsheets. I can't say I can do that much with them, but for lists, I love it. All right. So at the end of every episode, we go through three doable changes that my team picks out from the episode as things that you could really take action on. So these episodes are always jam-packed with inspiring stories, insights, and things we could go do, but could, I don't know, we want to put some of them into action. We want to change our own lives. So I pick out three things that are doable changes that you could choose one and go off and play with it and fit it into your schedule and figure out how to make it work and really create a new habit. So I share three, but I definitely urge you to pick one at a time. And here's why. I've been through lots of phases in my life and there's been lots of phases of taking on the world all in a day. And what happens when you take on the world in one day and want to change everything and your list looks more like 50 doable changes, you might do them all for a week. You might do them just for a day. Maybe you'll do them for a month, but lo and behold, something will knock you off your game because that's what life does. So you'll have to go on a trip or you'll get sick, or a child will get sick, or your spouse will be traveling, and all of a sudden, you won't 
be able to do all those things. And it's really hard to come back to them because they're not real habits yet. But if you take on one thing at a time and you really figure out how to work it into your life, which time of day you're going to do it, how it's going to fit in, what kind you like better, depending on what we're talking about, you know, you you'll make it work and you'll experiment and some things will work and some things won't work, but the things that will work will really stick and you'll still get knocked off your game from time to time, but you'll have a habit you can come back to. And if you work on repeating this practice over and over, what I found is that I can get back to any of these practices pretty much right away, even though just like you, I'm constantly getting knocked off and knocked out of habits just because we're busy and we're parents and we're taking care of all these people and doing all these things. And that is just what happens. So I, a while ago, created um, a sheet with 101 doable changes. So if you want to go grab that, those are all around health and wellness. And you can just go to plansimplemeals.com slash 101, and then you'll have a list. And I would recommend every Sunday picking one thing and moving forward. If you listen to the podcast regularly, just take notes. You'll have a list of all these doable changes that you want to try. And same thing on Sunday. Read them over, see what resonates, and play with that one thing for a day, for a week, for a month, however long it takes you to love it or discard it and make it work in your life. All right, let's get to the three that Monica so eloquently shared today. Number one, schedule time to work out. And I have to say, I was in a mastermind with Monica as she was getting into her workout habit, and it was very inspirational. So I often give the tip to move your body for 15 minutes throughout the day. But sometimes you either want or really need a longer workout. And so the best way to get it is to schedule that time. And I definitely recommend when you schedule, if you're going to go to like an hour long kickboxing class or yoga class, just make sure that you schedule the ramp up and the ramp down time. So if you schedule one hour to work out, but you don't add in the time to get to the gym or to shower, you're definitely not going to have a positive experience. So schedule that time in accurately to work out and do it in a way that realistically fits into your schedule. And then know that in between those 15 minute workouts really do work. All right. Number two, streamline grocery shopping. So how can you streamline your grocery shopping? Monica uses an app from her local store to create her grocery list. It knows what she wants after she goes back a few times. So whether you use an app like this or you create your own master list that you update before shopping, a list will save you time and get this, a lot of money. And it will also keep you from unhealthy and un-in-the-budget purchases. So if it's not on the list, it doesn't exist. That is a quote from Monica. All right, doable changes. Schedule time to work out. Streamline grocery shopping. Number three, make a list or, in Monica's case, a spreadsheet. So if there are things that you do over and over again, make a list to keep track of it. So I actually did this as my doable change. After I interviewed Monica, I wrote a list of things that I wanted to write a list of because I was kind of inspired by the things she had lists for. So if you don't have to keep up all, um, keep all the loose pieces in your head, 
you can share the document and somebody else can help out. You can, um, you know, use it just so that you know what you're doing when you do it over and over again. Monica shared the example of packing to go on a trip. She knows exactly what she needs because she always goes on that similar trip. And so she would pack, she, she just had this list and she had it down. She knew what it needed, but it wasn't as efficient when she, did, efficient when she didn't write it down. So an, also you can ask for help from your spouse, but you can also eventually ask for ki help from your kids. Your kids can help you pack. Um, that becomes an activity. And if you have it written down, it's so much easier. So by systematizing repeat repeatable tasks, you free up time for other things like making good food, right? Who wouldn't want that? So make a list or a spreadsheet of anything that repeats. And this would be a doable change. If you took it on for the week, you could just do one list a day and then you just have them and you wouldn't have to worry about it again. All right, those are three fantastic doable changes. Thank you, Monica. And I will see you guys on the next episode of the Plan Simple Meals podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Plan Simple Meals podcast. If you like what you heard, the biggest compliment you can give us is to share Plan Simple Meals with a friend and subscribe, rate, and review our podcast at iTunes. I absolutely love sharing simple solutions to help busy families eat clean and live well. Visit HealthyMomsMeetup.com and come join in on the fun. In our free group, you can chat with me and other health-seeking moms, get new recipes and tips, and never be at a loss in the kitchen again. Come join the fun at HealthyMomsMeetup.com. I cannot wait to meet you there.